you have that mentality of that Moana mentality of do not go beyond the reef because you have everything here, you know? And I guess, I guess you, we, there's, there's a few Moanas out there that are just, man, what is out there? You know, there has to be something out there, you know? And it was that moment where I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to do this thing, man. I can do it. I can do it. I was very, very fortunate, man, to uh, to find something that I really enjoyed and that I could lock my mind to. And dude, I'm 31 years old and I'm still doing it. I'm Frank the Crank Camacho, and this is Fitz Nation. Hey, everybody. Happy to have you back for another episode of Fitz Nation. As you heard at the top, Frank Camacho is the guest episode number 70 coming at you this week and i'll keep the intro brief because uh, i'm back on the call this week play-by-play assignment for june 5th uh, before the pay-per-view in houston next week so i'll have uh, the next couple of weeks off but busy week on a fight week but got to get the episode out so frank camacho you know him um he is a mr fight of the night guy right we talk about getting fight of the night bonuses which he did in his first three fights. He's only uh, one of only three UFC fighters to do that. Um, one other one being Justin Gaethje. We discussed that a little bit, what it means to get that, what it was like for him to grow up where America's day began, you know, in the, uh, the Mariana Islands, which is way out in the Pacific Ocean, way out. It's like south of Japan, north of Australia. It is way out there. It's so far away. So to be considered an American somewhat, I guess, you know, he's of Chamorro descent, but um, to be under the American flag and to just be that far removed from the mainland, we talk about that, him getting into MMA, kind of saying goodbye to golf, thought golf was his pro sport, it ends up being mixed martial arts, and he's got a big fight coming up against Matt Frivola, which has been rescheduled several times, Um, there was COVID issues, Frivola's corner man, uh, I think it was Billy Quarantillo, Tested positive, so the fight was off, and then uh, something else happened where they were rebooked again, and the fight was off. So glad this one will happen in Phoenix because these two are just bangers. I mean, they just leave it all in the octagon. They are no stranger to fight of the night bonus-type performances, and so we get into that and a whole lot more. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. Episode 70 of Fitz Nation is with Frank Camacho. It's great to have you on the show. Oh man, honored. It's a pleasure and uh, a huge fan of yourself. So oh thank man, you. thank you. I appreciate thank- that. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, um, so where are you right now? Because you're getting ready for a fight. Yes, I am currently in Irvine, California. Okay. Uh, been out here. Shoot, I lost track of time, man, because the time difference between Guam and right. stateside is... Yeah, it's well, crazy. I'm gonna be com- I'm gonna be completing uh, probably six to seven weeks out here uh, for the fight. Okay, so six to seven weeks by the time uh, what is it? June nineteenth, June twelfth, June twelfth. That's right. In Phoenix, June 12th. you get the crowd. in Phoenix. Yeah, with uh, against uh, Matt Frivola. Frivola so, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it's gonna be yes, yeah, super super stoked that we're having the crowd back. Yeah. Well, they know to put you on a crowd card because you're Mr. <laughs> fight of the night and we're going to get to all oh, that stuff. <laughs> hey, so, but, but how old is your baby? I have a, she's, so my wife and my, my daughter, they're going to be coming out and she's going to be three months on that flight. Wow. 
That's ambitious. Yeah. That's ambitious yeah. for the wife coming yeah. out. Man, but yeah, but you, you know, I guess living in the island, you know, to to commute, you know, here you could just take the freeway and then you end up in in Oregon, you know what I mean? Yeah. But oh, man, just to get to the next island, you got to get on a plane. So we're kind of used to it, and you know, honestly, though, you, you know how it is that the 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 wives, man, they're that she's the MVP, and yeah, um, yeah, they they just want to come. As, she wants to come out and support. I got two more. I got three kids, and my two boys are going to be staying back home, and uh, they'll be cheering and or eating chocolate cake during my fight. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they're eating for you. So yeah. um, take me to Guam, though, because my wife is from Hawaii, so I okay. kind of know the. I'm from Massachusetts, way other end, oh, right? But but I kind of know the lay of the land and the Pacific Ocean now. Yeah. And but but I wonder how Guam compares. Okay, so obviously you've been to Hawaii, right? Yes. Okay, so uh like Oahu, I would say Guam. So I'm yes, so Guam and the Mariana Islands. So it's a chain of 14, 15 islands. Yeah. Uh it is like Hawaii. 20 years ago okay it just so it's just a little slower rewinded, slow, yeah yeah a little slower pace uh uh i mean you know you i mean you, you you know you still have your mcdonald's you still have your franchises right uh but it's it's slower pace and with more asian influence because we're like three hours from japan three right. hours from the philippines so it's kind of like this america in asia yeah what but, was it like to grow up there man beach you know it's, it's very family oriented very beach or you know it's 85 90 all year you know so we yeah. don't really have no season so coming out here it was like 68 degrees and i was freezing yeah. freezing <laughs> yeah, you know so yeah but i mean i got here from massachusetts so yeah here. right oh man so um yeah it's it i mean island life uh very family oriented you know not much to do just kind of chill and time Let's just say time goes by slower. Okay. Is that a good thing? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. What was but, it like? But a lot you? of... Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, guess I, got, I guess a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, like a lot of my peers uh, in particular, you know, that we, we always leave off island to, to pursue education and everything. Like that. And, and a lot move out here stateside because, you know, it's a lot more things to do more opportunity and it's faster pace you can drive either you know there's it's just way more you know in an island i mean you have beautiful sunsets every year every day yeah so, uh sunrises you know beach 85 all year warm water you know so uh most people see it like as a place to retire but myself man i'm i'm a 100% island boy you know but i got i, I got a few few years to grind out in this thing so it's kind of like when I have to leave, it's, I got to go to work. Yeah. And you got to commute for weeks at a time to the mainland to get your training the right way. 100%. Yeah. And it's, yeah. uh, and, and well also too, you know, growing up in the islands, um, man, fighting is somehow in the culture, you know, you got a lot of tough Hawaiians, you get a lot of, you know, these Island boys coming out from, you know, out of nowhere from these little islands and these small places, but, um, it's, yeah, it's it's it, but but I, I'm really finding really good structure and, and an amazing team and an amazing coach here in Irvine. That's fantastic. We're gonna get to that. Back to Guam. So you're growing Sorry, I'm, up. I'm like, I'm no, that's okay. That's okay. I'm. It's my job to keep it uh, on the timeline. So you're growing up in Guam. Um, like, I've always wondered about Guam. Like, why 
Is it a tourist place? Like, why don't we hear about Guam the same way we hear about Hawaii? I don't know it's further away. It's like from LA to Hawaii is the same distance from Hawaii to Guam, give or take, right? So it's yes, like just correct. that much further. But is it a tourist destination for people in Asia? Yes. So so check this out. Guam's, uh, I guess their their tourist slogan is where America's day begins. Right, because it's yeah, way yeah, far yeah. away. It's, that's, yeah, it's so, where the so, sun so rises I, in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're like the furthest. We're like the furthest away, like U.S. territory. You know. Yeah. I guess the the difference between the the biggest difference is that we're not a state. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're just a U.S. territory. So I guess you know, I had this crazy. I had this conversation just earlier today. We we we. There's issues with political status. I guess. I guess there's some sort of political issues, but. I don't want to dive too much into that, but we don't, we don't vote for president for our right. president. Right. And, you know, so we, uh, we don't really have that much representation, I guess, but we, uh, we're, we're a U.S. territory, man. We're America in Asia, you know, we're America in the, in the, in the islands. We got two, two mi- huge military bases an air force base and, uh, and a, a Navy base, you know, shout out for Memorial weekend, shout out to all the, yeah. you know, all those who serve, but, um, but yeah, you know, and then just listen to the way I talk, you know what I right. mean? Like you, you sound like a tip, like an Island boy that grew up in the islands, but I speak English relatively well, you know? Yeah. It's our, it's really our first language. <laughs> yeah. I, um, it's, I was blown away when I double checked on the map. I was like, where is Guam? I had to look it up this morning. Like, oh I yeah. You gotta do, you gotta, you gotta, well, do I know it's things. out there. Right. But I just didn't know kind of longitudinally like it's like it's above australia i mean it's directly above australia it's like right below japan i was i was shocked at how far west it is i didn't realize how far west yeah, it was. yeah so yeah so when people ask me hey where is it i'm like okay so you're gonna need a you need a zoom on your phone you're gonna <laughs> yeah. do a lot of this but we're smack in the middle in between australia and japan right, right in by the equator so when you're growing up what was it like to be that far away from america but to be America, America. Um, okay. So kind of backtrack, right? I, I live on Guam currently, but I'm originally, I'm born on Guam, but I grew up on an Island called Saipan. Okay. So, so, uh, so if you notice when Bruce Buffer announces my name, he says fighting out of Saipan, Northern Mariana islands. Right. So politically the islands are, are separate, but they're really the same one people, one culture. Right. Same. So yes. So growing up in Saipan, uh, it was like the island is 14 miles long, seven miles wide, small yeah, yeah. population, maybe 40,000 people. So yeah. if you didn't know someone, you knew their friend or their family, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I guess kind of like a small growing up, like in a small town, but I guess I just never really thought of it. You know what I mean? I never really thought of, thought of like, Oh man, I'm so small. It, it was just typically the norm. Right. right. Uh, uh, but but um because you know the internet and of course school you know you're reading and going through history books you know you're like whoa whoa washington dc whoa okay freaking yellowstone yeah. park whoa and then you know so and that's and and, and huge huge you know thinking about it now the huge in uh united states uh westernized influence our right. commercials uh the way we dress the music you know what i mean so yeah man when when Tupac was hitting, then everyone on the island was 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 jamming Tupac. You know what I mean? So and then Top Forty, the beat. So 
yeah, I, I guess even back in the day when my, my dad's time, like back in the seventies, you know, bell bottoms were a hit here, bell bottoms. And maybe it might take like, maybe like a two, three years, but it'll yeah, get, right. too long. get so to the, get to the island. behind, but it's still a very Western influence in terms of very big, culture. big Western, big Western influence for yeah. sure. So what sports, like what, you know, athletically, obviously now you're a pro athlete, you know, you're a fighter in the UFC yeah. like as a kid what were you into that kind of guided you that way? You know, you know, it's, um, growing up, I, you know, it's never really like a, uh, and I never, they say that growing up on the islands, you grow up fighting, you know? Um, Why is that? Why is that? Why do people you know, from beautiful islands where tourists go to lay right. on the beach fight? What happens? You, so, you, you know, so I, I had to reflect on it because I, I can't stand to that name. I'm such a punk when it comes to fighting. <laughs> Dude, I've never been into a street fight in my life, nor do I ever want to get into one. Uh, I hate confrontation. You know, just ask my wife. Oh, my God. I try to avoid confrontation yeah. by all costs. But you know what I think it is, is that I, we come from some a place very small and I maybe it's natural human instinct or if it's just an island thing, but it's just maybe a very territorial type of, uh, type of attitude, you know? So, mm -hmm. and, or maybe there's just not much to do really, you know, like, oh man, this, this, you know, but, but what I really love about, uh, when, um, when I, when fights do break out, it's, it's a, it's a, it seems like there's like an underlying one-on-one -on -one honor system, you know? So, uh, I, Obviously, I don't know how it's going to be like now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nor do I, I, I promote it, right? Especially right. not having kids. But but yeah, you know, I just knew everyone going to school, everyone got into fights. But and then afterwards, it's like, hey, you were stuck in an island. Hey, man, okay, bro, you got me, dude. All right, whatever. We have another thing, you know, whatever. And then back to the island life, yeah. back to the, the island spirit. So it's, it's it's funky. It's a crazy dynamic, but... <laughs> that's what it's yeah. like bro. no no i think it's like in modern day america on the mainland a fight to me growing up in a you know middle class upper middle class place it was like if somebody got in a fight it was like whoa they yeah. got in a fight. like i got in one fight and it was just like it's this life event for me because it's the only yeah. fight i got into and then you look at sports like hockey and um the ufc people are generally very respectful before during and after yeah. And like the islands, like you say, like, okay, we're going to settle it. And then it's settled. And now we can go back to our regular lives instead of just pent up. It's, it's not okay to fight, but then we don't really communicate. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It could be healthy in a certain way. I'm not, you know, but again, like as a parent now, it's like, I don't want my kid to go out and get in fights. Yeah. 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 You know, it's a very I, I, awkward thing to try to come to terms with. Very, very 100%, you know, but there's like, there's this thing, um, my first coach back home, he's actually going to be in the corner, but you know, there's, I can't imagine his position as a promoter, uh, because you're going to fight someone that, you know, you know what I mean? But that's right. the Island style, you know? Right. So, so, so it's really like, uh, I guess essentially like friendship through fighting. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, again, like after I got into my one fight, uh, we were cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, all of a sudden cool. in the hallway, like I thought it wasn't awkward anymore. Like it was yeah. some dust up. It's like over nothing, essentially, right? And then after yeah. that, it was just like there was respect because we we went at it, and a lot of people watched, and we were the ones that went at it. We're cool, you know. Um, yeah. And then like a guy like you, and uh, you remind me in terms of your attitude of Yancy Madaris, never been in a street fight, island <laughs> yeah. guy, you know, whatever the fighting spirit is within him, and he does it for a living. But at the same time, 
you know, the most aloha spirit you could ever have. Yeah. Um, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, but, but as a kid, you weren't into sports and you weren't into fighting. You know, you know I, funny thing is growing up, I was never really an athletic kid. If, if anything, I, I was, I played golf religiously at the age of five. Yeah. So yeah. some, something happened. I think a typhoon just hit the Island and there's not much to do even more boredom because there's nothing much to do. Uh, I think my dad and I, we just got the power back on and we we're watching the golf channel. And I was like, I just remember at five, like, Hey daddy, can we, can we go there? We were down, down the street from a driving range. So uh-huh. I just started playing and then dude, Brandon, I just started, that was my thing. I, 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 I was just so hooked and never, my dad hated playing golf. My dad was a baseball player, you know? So he, you know, he was taking me to the range after school. You know, I was practicing all the time playing every weekend. Um, and thank, thank goodness that that Saipan and, and uh, like Guam, huge tourist areas. So people from Japan fly in just to play golf. So we have state-of-the-art courses, mm-hmm. you know, tropical island, beautiful courses, beautiful weather all year. So I picked that up and I was just playing. I played that all the way through high school. Um, we didn't have like a, 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 like a scholastic program. Yeah, team. But yeah, but there was a junior golf program and, you know, that was the Long story short, that was the plan, man. It was it was to go to college on a scholarship and and play golf and walk onto the team and you know eventually play for the PGA. That was kind of like my that's how I saw everything. But and then like that's all I did. You know, I wish I never liked well play basketball. You know, right. during in school, but <laughs> was you wish do you played other sports or you. I, I was just so fascinated and I was just so hooked on golf. I just loved it. Yeah. And so the yeah. plan when you're in high school and you're coming of age and it's like, you know, you don't know what you want to do with your life all the time. Some people do, but yeah. what did you, it, but your plan was golf. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, freshman year, sophomore year of high school, I was, I was or freshman year. So check this out going into high school. I've always been a chubby kid, right? And going into high school, I was like, okay, bigger school. I want to get in shape. Uh, I hate running. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go outside and run. So I had this guy, I had this friend who at the time, this is when MMA was blowing up or sorry, at the time it was called NHB. He was like, Hey man, I got these guys in this warehouse. We're, we're training NHB, you know, no holds barred. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. What is that? And then I, I went in, there was, it was a boat warehouse you uh you go inside and there was just it was it was um, there were mechanics working on one side and then on the whole other right side was just all mats and all these guys were just doing all these rolls and these things and we're like whoa what the heck uh so you know guam saipan being a tourist area we had fighters flying in for vacation from pride Okay. You know, come in and then they, they would meet the, the beach boys, you know, while they're doing parasailing and banana boat, whatever, and snorkeling. And then they'll come to the gym and they'll show some stuff and then we'll train. <laughs> we'll try, you know, try some stuff. So the, the, the Mariana Islands were probably like a few years in and I was 15 years old when I jumped into the, into the gym and these guys were getting ready for fights. So I was just, I was like, whoa, what the heck? I was like, okay, I can, like, wow, this is so fun. Like, I'm expending energy, but I am not running because yeah. it's so boring. You know, I'm learning something. But, and then 
eventually like I, I i was so hooked on on like uh on the techniques and just trying to i'm like man how do i stop getting my ass beat you know like i would have bloody noses i'll get tapped out i'll get choked out but i always like came back every single day you know what i mean yeah so uh yeah that was after a year after that they they threw a fight and here we are in so 2021 when did you start going to training instead of going golfing oh when was that when did that happen well like you know when you start training in martial arts like that yeah um was golf just not interesting anymore no it was it was it was, it was still ongoing like i would go to the i would uh go to school go to work go to the gym go to the range go home do homework and then that was my repeat. schedule yeah repeat until I had my first fight at 16. 16 years old, first pro fight? First pro fight, yeah. Because, I mean, there was no real sanctioning body. So it was kind of like, all right, let's do this thing. Yeah. You know, it was with pride rolls, uh, head stomps, soccer kicks. I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Right. And how so did it go? I won, I won via TKO, via slam. And so I so just going into that fight, I was like, my, so my dad... My dad previously was, a, was a, you know, he did Taekwondo. So he showed up every day to, to my training sessions to make sure that I wasn't like BSing or anything. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, yeah, I had my first fight. Scary as hell. The, the, oh, there's a whole long story behind this. And then I had my, yeah, after the first fight, I was like, wow, this is freaking dope dude and then i then i start i was i was 16 years old driving range started coming less during the week and i would only play on the weekends and then next thing you know i would start booking fights and then golf kind of just got phased out and i was like i was just so hooked on this this martial arts on this fighting thing and that was that and then and then so, that was that yeah and then, and then it got to the, i'm gonna be a pro fighter is that yeah. And then, so, so as I was fighting in high school, uh, uh, funny thing, I, I almost didn't graduate high school because I, I missed exams because I had a fight that weekend in the Philippines. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to miss this, <laughs> but I was a decent student. You know, I was, a, I was, a, I was, a, I was, a, I was a pretty good student. And, but anyway, it was my, I think my ninth fight, ninth fight or 10th fight. I, uh, with the local promotion, they brought in Luigi Fioravanti, um, uh, five-time UFC vet at the time. He just lost to Chris Lieben. Um, I was 17 years old, and I was like, "Oh my god, what am I doing? This is crazy!" Like, I'm, I'm fighting this guy that I'm like, I can watch him on YouTube, and he just fought Chris Lieben, you know, th at this time. And here I am, some 17-year-old island boy, like you know, just raw and whatever. I was so scared going into that fight prior to walking out. I just thought to myself, fuck it, dude, I'm going in. Well, I'm just going to give it all I got. If I get knocked out, hey, I get knocked out, but let's do it. So I went in and in the first round, I was bringing it to him. I was like, oh, I mean, I just, I just went chaotic, right? He started taking me down, started taking me down. Second round, I came out. I was like, oh, I'm going to get him. I went, I got to the ground. Split my, uh, I got elbowed and, and it was a doctor stoppage. Mm. So I was like, I was like, you know, one of those. So got back on the, I went back to Saipan, 
my my dad, my mom picked me up and I was sitting in the back of the truck. You know, the wind, the breeze was blowing in my face. I had my eye was shut because of the stitches and everything. But I was it was that moment. I And I totally remember the, the exact road, the exact turn where I just had that. You call it like an epiphany, I guess. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I I just went hard. I was like giving this guy a run for his money for. Uh, and and if it wasn't for this cut, I don't know what could have happened. But I was like, dude, I can do this thing. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can do. Like I, I was so so. Uh, I guess sold, or I was just so in, in not indoctrinated, but I was just like the small town, small island mentality of I'm just gonna do this, do that, and you know, there was I never really had anyone to look up to as a pro athlete you know, from my community, you know, that you, growing up in the islands, you're only going to do a couple of things. You're going to go to school, get a job. You're going to go to, uh, uh, you're going to join the military, which is huge, or you're going to work for the government or you're going to live off the government. So there's not much to do. You know what I mean? And it was that moment where I was like, yo, I, I was, a, I was a junior in high school. I was like, I'm going to do this thing, man. I can do it. I can do it. And it was from there I started becoming, I started taking it a little seriously. After fights, I would save money. After fights, save money, do research. And we had a really good connection on Guam where guys were coming in, like jujitsu guys were coming to Guam to do seminars, you know, like uh, jujitsu in paradise. Mm-hmm. And I would make connections with my coaches there and, and the affiliate gyms there and, and all these instructors coming in. And after high school, I, I told my mom and dad, I was like, uh, I'm not going to go to school because I would, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm going to be skipping out on, on classes to go train. And that was the decision I made. You know, I, I flew out to Maryland, uh, trained with team Lloyd Irvin because of uh, the Mike Fowler connection. Mm-hmm. And I, I lived in Maryland for in DC, the DMV for six years where I, I just acquired skill, made a lot of good connections and trained with a lot of amazing people. And that's where I, I kind of just, it was, it was that moment where I, I realized this is what I'm going to do. So, you know, how yeah. you mentioned earlier, how uh, some people don't even know what, what they want to do, yeah. uh, you know, when they grow up, you know, that, 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 that cliche question. But I was very, very fortunate, man, to uh, to find something that I really enjoyed and that I could lock my mind to. And, dude, I'm 31 years old and I'm still doing it. Yeah, know? not bad. Not, not bad. bad. <laughs> not bad. And 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 the, the the great thing is that even though I'm away from my family, uh, away from home, um, I, I still wake up every day like just grateful that I get to chase this thing. You know? Yeah. How do you describe, I'm interested for people that are from Hawaii, from Guam, uh, with the beautiful beaches and a sunset every day, where, how do you describe getting the work ethic to like really climb the ladder? You know, like is it, for myself or just, I mean, just, yeah. Like, I mean, I would think that it's a, it's a place where you can punch the nine to five or punch the clock or whatever. And and sit on the beach and kind of enjoy that. As long as you pay your bills, you do the beach, you know, like, yeah. Man, if, it, sure. if it's a really beautiful, nice place to live, the work ethic might be 
tougher to come by, but like, you know, somebody comes out of an inner city, they're like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but I guess, I don't know, maybe the Island that, has something to do with it. Yeah. You know, that's a very, that's a very, you know, I never thought of that. Like that, that meant, yeah. Why, why do I really need to hustle so hard when man, family's great. I got uh, bills are paid, beautiful weather. Right. And, uh, I mean, I, I yeah. you know, uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I wonder that too. Like, I think, I think also too, um, maybe coming from a small island or from small islands, uh, we come from a place so so small, but we want to prove to ourselves or prove to people or whatever, uh, prove big things, you know. And I guess, I guess I was a I was an island boy that just that just saw the world and wanted to explore. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like, uh, I know, I know for sure that the islands will always be there for me. Family would always be there for me, but I have this small window of, of curiosity, I guess, because I mean, if you really now you're kind of getting me thinking about it even deeper, like, like the area that we, we, we lived in, uh, massive seafaring routes, you know, Man, we would travel kind of like the Moana story. Mm-hmm. Really, travel by the I mean? stars. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, travel, yeah, travel by the stars. And 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 I know people that do that, you know, currently. You know what I mean? Wow. But you, you have that mentality of that Moana mentality of do not go beyond the reef because you have everything here, you know? And I guess, I guess you we there's there's a few Moanas out there that are just man, what is out there? You know, there has to be something out there, you know, and and uh, I just try to remind myself and remind like other people that do venture out to to find all those great things and you know just bring it back so that we can make our 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 little place where we call home just a little bit better, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I think as I'm vocalizing that question to you, it it also seems like a pretty easy answer. It's just like, well, if you're just gonna sit on the beach the whole time, what kind of a life is that? You know, you found yeah. you found like a passion that you really loved. And it was like, I'm going to go do it, you know? So what I can, you know, chop a coconut in half and sit on the beach and watch the sunset that gets boring after like a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And, and I guess, and I guess, I guess a lot of people do settle for that. And, and not that it's a bad thing, man, if anything, that's a great thing. You're not getting punched in the face, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But but if you really uh, like, you know, getting punched in the face and trying to figure it out. Yeah, but but there, uh, I just have this love, and I, I guess it just makes me a better person, so I'm pursuing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Did you ever watch the TV show Lost? I have. Yeah, uh, so, I, I, I mean, it's an old I, I, show, right? It's almost twenty yeah, years yeah. old at this point, and I'm rewatching that right now. Me and my wife, we watched it when it, came, you know, years back, and we're rewatching it, and it's it is like a, it's a very interesting human experiment. It's kind of like The Walking Dead, any of those shows that they put yes. a group of people that don't know each other in a place kind of isolated. And it's like, ultimately what we want is a purpose. Ultimately yes. what we want is a purpose and something to do. You can't, you know, you could crash, your plane could crash and you're on an Island and you can pick berries off of trees and then yeah. find a waterfall and then you're good. Right. That's all that we really need to live, but yes. it's not really much fun if there's nothing else to it. Yeah. And purpose, you know, and, 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 and I guess because of technology, you know, you're, you're, you're getting introduced to all these different ideas and all these different places and all these different things. And yeah, it's a purpose. 100%. Yes. Yeah. So you go to the mainland 
and you're there. And um, what's fascinating about your story is 24 fights to get to the UFC, right? Yeah. Or something, something like that. Like what, Some- when, when you're like in the midst of that, what was the plan? Was it UFC or bust? Did you have a plan? Like what, what did you think would happen? Yeah. So bro, it was the goal. The goal was the UFC and 14 years. And crazy thing is, is that the fight right before I got signed to the UFC in my mind or in my mind, in, in my mind, I kind of had it said that I had maybe this one and maybe one more, but like kind of deep down thinking about it, it was, it was kind of like my last fight. I had a kid, you know, uh, I, I had a kid, I was, I was married and I was like, I was 29, 28, 20, something, something like that, you know? So I was really kind of getting, I was like, man, I've been chasing this thing forever and you know, things are just not really coming through. And, you know, I could be doing something else with, with myself. I could be pursuing my other things, uh, other careers. And I did the bare minimum for that fight camp. And I just, it was a war. I ended up winning. And I was, I was at that point where, okay, man, I think this might, might be the one, you know? And then, you know, through the one, timing, the one, like your last one. Yeah, the last yeah. one because I was like, yeah, because yeah, there's nothing really. I was like, man, I've been fighting for so long, and not, I I was getting so close to fighting in the UFC, and then I would I, I took a loss to this one guy, and then that guy got signed. So I was like, fuck, I was that stepping stone. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. In Asia, right? You know, in the Asia region, and then I I won that fight. It was a great fight. Uh, uh, and then a few days later, I got a call from my manager saying, hey, someone got injured in Singapore. You know, you're right down the street, uh, 170 pounds. What do you think? <laughs> I'm like, dude, sign me up. And crazy how time works, you know, and crazy how timing and and the universe or, or God or however people want to, you know, like put that. Um, it's crazy how that works because what a what what a way to to be introduced into the into the UFC at th- that time of my career, you know. And then it just reignited the the whole thing. Wow. Oh, and now I feel like a an infant again. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 fresh. Let's do it, you know. And uh, I think I, I signed on to to that fight in Singapore against Lee Jingliang, the yep. leech. Yeah. Uh, and he, I think I think the stipulations are like, okay, we're going to bring in Frank for this fight, but really depending on how he does, you know, we we might sign him, we might not, kind of deal, you know. I come in just as a replacement, and after I lost that fight. I was like, oh my God, here I, I just fucked it up. You know, I ruined it like down the drain, you know, like, man, I just made it. And then now I'm done. Uh, we, and then we got fight of the night, uh, honors. And I was like, I was like, wow. Okay. I hope I don't get cut, you know? And then it was just, it was that. And, and, and that was the welcoming of Frank, the Frank Camacho into the UFC. And it was, and it's been, it's been amazing. <laughs> I'm always curious. Uh, my mic's still on. I'm always curious at wh- how would you describe what it's like to get a bonus in your first UFC fight? Yeah. So I'm, I'm talking like you grind, you've been working hard. Fighters don't make any money in the regional scene, very little money. And then to yeah. come into the UFC and then get the extra. 
Dude, so 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 check this out. It was uh I mean I I, I hope I don't spoil it or try not to make it as romantic, but the yeah, the the, the money was cool. Hey man, fifty thousand dollars on top of whatever you know the, the base pay that I was making. But honestly, when I, I remember when I got the when I saw the after the fight, I was in the bus going back to um the Marina Bay Sands in Singapore. I saw the press conference and everyone was tagging me in Instagram posts. Whoa, Frank, and I was bummed. I lost. I was fucking whatever. Right. Yeah. But I start in, in the bus. I was sitting by myself. My coaches were behind me and, uh, it, and I, I just started crying, you know, not because of the, the, not initially because of the $50,000 check. It was like, wow, I've been grind. I've been grinding so hard for so long and I almost and I almost quit but I didn't but the fact that I got I the fact that I got the fight of the night honors was a way it, it felt like I was like wow not only like wow MMA appreciated the heart that I put into that fight like the 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 yeah you see only 15 minutes of me right but but that I put in that was 14 15 years of everything that I got. And I, and I, if, if the money didn't come, honestly, I, I still would have been crying. You know what I mean? Like it was like, wow, thank you. You appreciated the, 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 the will, the will that I just put into this fight, you know, like I'm kind of like getting emotional a little bit because it's like, that was, that was like a, that was like a cool, like pat on the back for Frank Camacho. Like, yeah, people can appreciate me fighting and I do stuff for the community and whatever. Right. I'm, I'm not, I, I, I feel like I'm a nice guy, but that one was kind of like a, Hey man, solid work, dude. I mean, like, or not solid work, but like, Hey man, thanks for putting your heart out there. You know what I mean? Thanks for giving it your all, you know? And, and that really started getting me emotional in the, in the bus. And then at the corner in the back, hey, dinner's on you, dinner's <laughs> on you. then, you know, and then it came up and then, uh, you know, a lot of opportunity, you know, and then, um, yeah, that was that. But that was that was my experience as a, as getting that extra that that extra initial uh, bonus. Yeah, the the accomplishment of it. It's it's almost yeah, like you, you, we have yeah, or, to learn. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The accomplishment. You know, I'm not really hunting for fight of the nights or whatever. Or bo- I'm not hunting for bonuses. Or right. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get W's. But it was more like a like a like amen like of like validation i guess yeah. for myself like like amen i i see the t- you know yeah you 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 know what it's like you know the blood the tears the grind the beatdowns i see that man congratulations bro i i i felt it during that fight yeah you know? i felt well, it during that fight and yeah and 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 no and the the fans did too you know so it was kind of like wow thank you know it was it was a, it was a very like well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank you. I, I, I really do put everything I got into it. I think it's important for us to not need the validation, right? You have to, for, for, for your career, for a yeah. lot of careers, it's important to love the process so much. That's what keeps you going. It's not the pats on the back yes. you're for the pats yep. on the back. You're not oh, going to get you're, very far, yeah. but after going for a long time and then getting a big pat on the back, it means extra something. 
Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't need to hear, nor was I waiting for it. But it was kind of like a wow. It was my way. Like the tears were like a well, thank you. Yeah. And yes, yes. I, I, I have. I, I did put everything that I got into yeah. it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think of like Jimmy Johnson and and Bill Cowher, football coaches, when they went into the Hall of Fame and they surprised him on like the pregame show or the halftime show, whenever it was, and it was just so they were just you know crying. They couldn't believe it. They were surprised by it and. You know, Jimmy Johnson saying like it's nice to that people appreciate you put in so much work over the years. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like they're waiting for it. It's not like they're where's my respect. It's just that wow, like you know, you realize kind of the effect. And so a fight of the night bonus, I, I would imagine, can have that effect, especially in your UFC debut. It's like it's such a different kind of arrival instead of just yes. like yeah, if yeah. I'm the UFC, great. What's next? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. And what now an it's just another day at the office for you. Now, <laughs> fight of the night bonus. So you are one of three fighters that got a fight of the night bonus in your first three UFC fights. Did you know that? I I, I heard something like that. So I heard it's some you, stuff like that. It's you. And I forget um, a Japanese guy who is not in the UFC anymore. And just, oh, uh, I, I it starts with an A. Start with an A. Is it sexy Yama? Uh, Akiyama, something yeah, like that. Akiyama, I think it's Akiyama. Uh, yeah, they, they call him Sexy Yama. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and then and then Justin Gaethje's the other one. Wow. That, hey, holy cow! What a name. Right. So that's how yeah. to break into the UFC. Um, <laughs> what worked the most? Like, what in your career has worked the best for you to get to the level you're at? Oh man, I was, you know, looking at my career, especially during this camp, I was kind of looking at a lot of footage of, of my fights back in the day. And it was weird because I would, the tough crank would win fights. And then sometimes the technical Frank would win fights. So, you know, early in my career, I had a lot of first round finishes. Uh, I had a big right hand. Um, and as the levels got better, it was kind of like, okay, you know, you can't finish guys, you know, that one punch don't work no more with everyone, you know what I mean? But I've always been a very good student. I've always been a very good uh, uh, listener. And like, uh, like, I feel like I, 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 I train, I, I, I really, I really embody the, or I'm fascinated with the mentality of the way martial artists train, you know, for self-development, you know, with technique and all that romantic, crazy stuff, voodoo stuff, right? Whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, I think that's where, and, and, and just going in there, I guess, with heart, I, I would say, yeah. you know, these are, these are things that are, are, are not measured, you know? Um yeah, I hope that answers your question. Stuff that you can't put your finger on is your biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, like an X factor. I guess is it's the only way that I've, I've I've gotten all the way through to where I'm at now. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what have you been focused on the most in this last recent part of your career? Getting ready for this fight, your last year, whatever. Like, what is the student of Frank Camacho learning now the most? Focusing on focusing. Uh concentration uh concentration and just at the task at hand right like um trying trying to you know block a lot of things out like as far as like 
you know, when you find in the UFC, you come from a small town, small island, you know, you get a lot of opportunities, a lot of different ideas. You get a lot of, you meet a lot of new people, distraction. I'm so glad that I'm, that I'm, uh, I'm happily married with a beautiful family. So it, that kind of cuts a lot of the, the fat off, you know? Right. But, but, but more so like, um, so aside from, aside from fighting, you know, I love, I love I'm, I'm, I'm a huge like photographer fan, I'm a okay. photography fan, love like, like video, video work, uh, you know, just, I guess like, graphic design. I love doing that kind of stuff. So focusing on focusing and just putting those things aside, even when I really want to just kind of design a shirt or a flyer or just, or I, I see something down the road. I'm like, Oh, I can do that. Or like, I want to carry my camera to the gym so after practice i could take a picture pictures of alex perez and 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 all these guys training you know because i love doing that you know what i mean but uh but yeah focusing on focusing the task at hand and um really dialing in what coach and the team want me to 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 do and to perform and stuff to do for for this next fight yeah but 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 that theme has kind of been the way that it's been since I've been here at Oyama's. Right. Uh, yeah. Because uh, man, working with coach Colin and working with, with Alex, my wrestling coach and the whole team, it's, we really vibe, you know what I mean? Uh, like we really vibe and it's uh, we communicate on the same frequency and I just totally dig the way that Colin coaches. Yeah. How long have you been there? I've, uh, I think since 20, I had my first camp here in 2018. Okay. Yeah. And so what is it now like to kind of do that commute to live in the Pacific, come here, fight camp? Oh, uh, it's, it's, def- it's definitely not getting any easier. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually, uh, I, you know, I was, uh, my wife and I have this conversation all the time, but we would, I, depending how things go with this next fight, we would want to relocate here with the kids oh, and the wow. family. Yeah, because thirty-one years old, you know, I don't, I don't plan on fighting till I'm forty. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, what do you, what, what I, do you plan on doing? Um, I see myself another two, two years. Okay. Yeah, two, three, two, three years. You know, depending how everything goes. Yeah. Uh, but then go all in with what I got. You know what I mean? Come yeah. out here and 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 I, I I I found I found a home I found a home base where I feel comfortable. Yeah, and you know I mean the training the training on Guam is great. You know I, mean? I got right. good training partners. Everything is everything is there. Everything that I need is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I truly found a home here. You mentioned before that you almost quit, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you? I didn't quit. Yeah, because I did. I mean, I, I did. I did the bare minimum for that fight camp. But because of how hard that fight was, it was one of those things where it. Uh, I guess after the fight, I was sore. I was I, I, luckily I didn't get cut, but I was just beat up and I was fucking hurting. But I just remember sitting down, having a beer with my boy that night and just being like, yo, man, I still love this shit, dude. 
you know, and it was, it was kind of like one of those things. It was very subtle in our conversation because we're talking about a bunch of different things, talking about the fight, whatever. But I was like, you know, as, 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 as crazy and as beat up as I feel, you know, I'm not like at that point where I'm like, you know, uh, I don't think I, I don't really like this, but I was like, wow, I felt alive. I felt alive. And maybe I, maybe I had another one or two in me, you know, but, and then the next one just happened to be in the UFC. Yeah. What's the most important thing for you now? Say again. What's the most important thing for you now? Uh, like career wise or just yeah. life in I mean, general? It's usually, it's, you know, it's family. Yeah. Number one. Right. But, but career, you know, the, the thing that you're thinking yeah, about the right, most. Right. Right now. You know what it is? It's uh, in the implementation and the execution of everything that I've been working on with with my team, with my coaches. Hey, just go out there and execute it. You know what I mean? Just go out there and just do my thing. Because if I do it and I do it focused with and uh, and sharply, I feel that I am a force to reckon with at fifty five. Yeah, you know. I've been focusing on focusing, focusing on, on nutrition, focusing on diet, focusing on technique, focusing on working on coach and focusing, getting through the suck of camp, you know, getting beat down. But I, I, I just really want to implement and execute. Yeah. And if it, and, and if it, and if it ends up in it with a, with a, with a loss, Hey, okay. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I've suffered really bad losses, you know? So that don't bother me at all, but really for me to just focus on what I can control and execute properly. Yeah. What do you wish you knew earlier in your career? I have just a couple more questions. What do you wish that if you go back to 25 year old Frank or, you know, whenever, whenever the point is, what do you wish that you grasped earlier? Uh, Stretching, (laughs) 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 stretching mobility and, now even more so uh like treating my body like an athlete um paul felder came out with you know the stuff that he wish he did and uh it's crazy because paul felder's nutritionist uh ian laros man shout out to ian you know we well we we work together too so we're i always hit him up yeah yeah ian's a man and we uh when felder posted that like what perfect timing for me to hear that because uh that is one thing that I wish I could tell 25 year old Frank. Yeah. Treat your mm-hmm. body like an athlete the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time be an athlete. Like, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and now even more so now you're getting athletes into the UFC, you know, before, before back in the day, you had the, just the fighters, the you know what I mean? Guys. You got, you got yeah. that tough, it was a tough guy contest. You know what I mean? And then you start slowly seeing, seeing these athletes, you know? So first, First, the first era of the UFC, martial artists. Who was yep. the better martial artist, you know? And then you started getting those freaking tough guy fighters, you know, that fighter mentality. Then you started, after those tough guy mentality, then you started getting the competitors. You got the wrestlers coming in. How do I win this fight? And how do I, I need to compete and win. I'm competitive. Then now you're getting the athletes. So you have all four of these things, you know? So now that's, that's one thing that I, uh, I'm so glad and so fortunate to have someone like Ian that I can yeah, be like, yo, yeah. dude, okay, can I have this, you know, or what should I substitute this with? I'm not feeling this, this or that. So having a, just, um, yeah. Yeah. Being a better, well, what, you're, 30, you're 31. 
sorry, I just turned 32. Just turned 32. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's still an amazing lesson to learn at 32. I feel like it took me until I was 36, 37 to, Mm -hmm. I'm no athlete, but realize that no matter what you do, you're trying to get a lot out of your body, right? Like, yes, I, I think that, um, you know, I don't want to get all high and mighty and all this other stuff on what people should do, but just, it doesn't matter. I think a lot of people look at it as just like, well, I'm not in the NFL. So whatever, it's just like, whatever you're doing, you're asking a lot out of your body in whatever yeah. form it is. So, it's, so treat it the right way. Like do the things that no, help you, you know, 100, 100%. Yeah. And, and, and like, I, like I, I've, I look at it as my voice, you know, like my voice is, you know, that's the athlete in me, right? Like I need mm-hmm. the good voice. And I was drinking a lot of coffee and I was drinking a lot of alcohol. And it's just like, dude, that dehydrate, that, that hampers the voice, you know, 100%. I've been drinking a hell of a lot more water and tea on the road instead of (laughs) coffee and alcohol, you know, and it's just, yeah, I, I, you know, to, to finally tune what you want your body to do. And for you guys, that's on hyperdrive considering what you do. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad that I would, if, if I never got into MMA, I would, I would still be like your, your, your thick Island boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I do it. Do, you know, and everyone, if, if you're not at the beach if, or if you are at the beach, you're eating. Yes, <laughs> if you're right. with family, you're eating. You yeah. know what I mean? So you know how it is. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, MMA really saved my life. And, and, and I, and I truly believe that when people kind of get a grasp of that, it, it will, it will change their lives. You know, just um, way of life is just so much better when you feel good. Yeah. Agree, man. Anything else? I think we made it, Frank. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Good chat, right? Great chat. Great chat. I'm happy to uh, connect with you like this. I got to call one of your fights one of these days, but you keep falling in the gap. So when I'm, <laughs> I'm working, you know what I mean? So I'll have to just be a fan and uh, watch watch another great one on TV with you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. And yes, I will be in a card with you. Yeah, let's 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 make we're that speaking happen. it into existence. Yeah, let's make that happen, bro. <laughs> well, all the best, man. Uh, final preparations coming up, and uh, you know you're a bonus type of guy. So can't wait to watch you once again, and good luck with everything, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. So there you have it, Frank Camacho on Fitz Nation. I'll tell you, you won't meet a friendlier guy. It was good to meet him in that regard because. Most of the fighters that I do on the show, I have some sort of relationship with. I've called a fight of theirs at least, Um, but not Frank Camacho. I never called one of his fights. I've been kind of scheduled to, but delays or injuries or COVID, uh, the pandemic, because he was supposed to fight last year in Nebraska, would have been on that call and different things like that. But man, I knew he was a friendly guy. I knew he had an interesting story coming from way out in Guam in the Northern Mariana Islands to finding his way to the UFC, to getting all those bonuses, and uh, just a true warrior and a guy that uh, does it the right way, says all the right things, all the respect in the world, I think, from other fighters with, with how he handles himself in there. So anyways, good to have him on the show. Good to have you listening once again. I appreciate it. Love all of the support, all the downloads, all the subscribes, the likes, the reviews, anything Thank you very much. Truly appreciate it. I'll leave it there. I'm on the call this week with Dom Cruz and Michael Bisping. Jair Rosenstroik and Augusto Sakai, our main event on ESPN+. And speaking of ESPN+, I mean, I'm not trying to sell it here. Um, You know, they don't give me a free subscription to it. But anyways, uh, I 
and pumped that the Ultimate Fighter's back. We got a busy summer coming up. We got a pay-per-view next week. We got McGregor and Poirier coming down the pipe. We got the Ultimate Fighter on Tuesdays now. Uh, We got Dana White's Contender Series coming up later this summer to fill in our Tuesdays. So yeah, no shortage of action and you gotta love it. Hope your Memorial Day weekend was a good one and I hope that you'll tune in on the broadcast and I'll see you next time on Fitz Nation.